And we return to the tale of Tracker, the woman known as Tracy McNamara. The body has already been removed and taken to the coroner. Cause of death was ruled to be arson or accident. They're not sure yet. And the body has been sent to the morgue waiting for any family to identify and claim the body. Tracker has no idea where her bones went. She has been busy wandering around trying to establish any kind of human contact, wondering where she is. Remember, Tracker is a stranger to this neighborhood. She showed up at a hotel trying to hide out from police and keep to herself. Unfortunately, during the night, some disturbance happened and Tracker decided to leave the hotel and go to a nearby house. Even though Noma asked her to stay in her room and she didn't have to leave. She left her belongings behind in the hotel, which is unusual. If someone wanted to run out of town, you'd think they would take their personal effects and their money with them, and at least the car keys, but Tracker didn't do that. She left a small two-door car in the parking lot that is now abandoned. It has been three days since the house fire and her body being removed. The police were able to identify her partly through dental records and skin. Unfortunately, her green eyes were still visible through the fire, although they now have a very white, milkish color to them now. There's very little of the beauty she had left. It's all charred and burnt. The Snap Boom Ghost continues to haunt the house, and we've seen some ghost hunters come by trying to record any sounds with EMF meters, electromagnetic field, and also with cassette recorders. Some have MP3 players and cell phones. There has been no serious effort to get inside the house yet, mostly because the locals tell the visitors not to come inside. Anyway, it has been a very nice set of visitors for the hotel, all paying customers, all buying meals from Jacob. They're very good at that. What we have is a more personal case today, while the town is distracted with their wares and their tasks. We go out to the loop road and the high grass growing there. This is a tall grass field about seven foot tall. Loop road is where the alligators usually reside and the forest is. This time it's a sparsely forested just tall grass field. Some of it dry, some of it muddy. In this case, things are pretty dry. They haven't had rain for a couple weeks. There's been fear of if Snap Boom shows up again, they may have a large grass fire out here. So far, that hasn't happened. Instead, the local teenagers, such as Henry Dixon and Alice, have been visiting and hearing the voice of someone whispering in the grass. They can't see any movement in the grass, they can't hear any footsteps, 
but they kept hearing someone say, where, where, and find me. So they've been recording these statements trying to figure out where it comes from. A few times people said they saw a blonde-haired, green-eyed ghost wandering around looking for something. They don't know what she's looking for other than she appears to be lost in the neighborhood. Finally, Henry and one of his friends came out and decided to push into the grass a little bit and try to find out if there's someone in there, maybe trapped. When they got in, they saw animal trails and they saw some footprints, but not much else. It appeared that someone had just been walking through there and managed to walk their way out. But when they were deep in the grass, they heard a crying sound and someone appearing to be alone. They did not see any ghost. They did not see any human, not even a young woman. But they heard a small voice speaking in German, singing, Lass mich nicht zersterben. And Henry looked that up on his cell phone. He googled German real quick and realized the voice said, Don't let me die. It appeared the voice was singing a little children's rhyme called Kling Glückchen Klingalingaling and just muttering it over and over again to herself. They checked the path of the grass and realized the person had been wandering in circles for two days and unable to find a way out. Melissa called for her mother, Cindy, and said, Please come guide us. Please come help find this ghost. So the ghost of Cindy appeared. Immediately the air went quiet. While they are looking, we flash back to Tracker walking around. She doesn't know she's dead yet. She can't understand how she ended up out in this field. Not in the house, not in the hotel, but trapped out here in grass taller than she is. It's at least two foot taller than her. It's over her head. We heard again tracker she feels the sawgrass against her face it's scratching at her cheeks there's pollen in her hair and she can feel grass seed there and the girl can't see where she's walking she sees a little bit of the dirt path in front of her there's little fox tracks and deer tracks on the ground but Tracker recognizes deer tracks and knows there's deer walking in here. She listens for cops or anyone else trying to chase her. But Tracker does not hear the teenagers. She does not hear another ghost. She hears absolute silence. Even when she feels grass scratch against her face and clothes, she cannot hear anything from the grass. So... She walks around aimlessly, unaware of the world outside of her and unable to hear anything around her.
Eventually, Tracker starts to feel something like fatigue. She's thinking, I should feel tired and sleepy, but instead, I'm just wandering lost. And she stops for a second, and you can just hear her sobbing, Shusterben! Shusterben! People started wondering, is this woman German? Why is she speaking German? And she stops again and says, Tot! Tot! Dead! Dead! And she says, Warum? Which is why in German. Ich verstehe nichts. I don't understand. Finally, Tracker hears a bit of a voice. For the first time in two days, she hears noise. She sees a dark shadow in front of her, and she reaches a hand through the grass. Please, please, help! She reaches out in front of her, and at that moment, a soft, cold hand grabs hold of Tracker. She hears an unfamiliar voice saying, Come with me, I will guide you out. Tracker mutters, Who? Who are you? The voice says, Cindy. Tracker says, Okay. And at that point, the hand pulls her forward. Again, Sandy leads her out. She hears, Schusterben, Schusterben, Last meet Nick Schusterben. Sandy says, Don't worry, come with me. The spirit they found does not look burnt and charred. The clothing appears to be intact. Trust that she only has a sleeveless top and green cargo pants on, and that's all they found. Strangely enough, the ghost had no shoes. We don't know why, other than the fire inspector noticed the body had its shoes blown clean off of it. Maybe that's something connecting. When Cindy leads the ghost outside the grass to the loop road, Tracker sees young Melissa, Alice, and Henry Dixon there, the three teenagers with their electronics looking for her. She recognizes Melissa's black clothes, maybe someone she saw at the hotel. She looks at Alice and Henry, who the hell are you? Alice starts to squint her eyes and react, but Henry says, no, just let it be. Cindy says, I will take you to my house. We will sort this out here. Also, I can take you to the hotel. Tracker says, hotel. Cindy says, okay, we will go to a hotel. And they walk Alice across the golf course and back to the hotel. It's at this point, Noma and Jacob look up 
Karen sees the ghost and asks, Who is that? And Noma says, That's the woman who rented the room. But she's dead now. Tracker heard and says, I'm not dead. Cindy leads her up the stairs and says, We need to talk. It's at that point, Karen gets a wet washcloth, and they offer a tracker a chance to clean her face and hands and other things. And tracker asks again, am I dead? And that's at that point, Cindy says, your body was found inside the burned house. And tracker gets a shocked look on her face. Your gun was found next to the body. You fired it three times. Apparently you did not hit anything. But the only thing left of you is a charred, blackened corpse. Right now you are dead. You are among us. Trucker muttered, No, I don't want to die. Karen says, you don't have to stay here. Tracker says, where are my bones? Where am I? Karen says, we don't know where you are. Maybe the coroner took you away. Your body is gone now. We have your spirit. Trekker says, I can't be dead. Cindy says, how old were you? Trekker said, 25. She tosses for a second. She starts to lie and then thinks better of it. All I did was rob a bank. I didn't kill anybody. Cindy says, it's not about the bank robbery this time. The law would have wanted you. They would have sought you out. But you are beyond law now. Tracker understands. I'm dead. The spirits say, yes, you are gone now. And she says, Cindy says, it is time to face your reality as a ghost. So, if you want to stay here with us, you can. If you'd like to move on to the next plane, you can. But right now, we're going to take care of you. Cindy says, I want you to come stay at my house for a couple days. You can sit on the couch for a bit and try to get your bearings. Cindy has the red couch that Karen woke up on after she was cleaned. And this will be the same for Tracker. But so far, Tracker insists on going to the hotel and resting on her bed. That's where Karen put a clean sheet over her, wipes her down with a washcloth, and helps her brush the seeds out of her hair.
Trekker still has no memory of her family. She has no memory of her home. She doesn't know how to get back. They start asking about town where Samantha Stockwell is staying with her boyfriend, soon to be something more. Tracker starts asking questions. Where are the police? Where is the coroner? Where is the examiner? She wants forensics. Maybe she knows something about that. Cindy says, I will take you to the forensic examiner. So they go down to a hospital, to the basement below that hospital, and they start looking around. They pass through security doors and through gates, past doctors who don't see them. Cindy, who has been through a prison before, to visit her husband, Dell. Tracker is looking more pale and more scared as she goes on. They get to the... Basement where the corpses are kept. And Tracker sees a cold white floor. And exam table is laid out. She gets very quiet. Her eyes darken a little. And Cindy has to tug her forward. She starts muttering, huh, huh, like that, like she's afraid of something. It's at this point, Cindy speaks to the forensic examiner, who mutters a number and then says yes. She goes to one of the lockers on the bottom floor, opens up a lock, and then opens the door. She pulls open a shelf with a white sheet on it. And they ask track they ask the ghosts and Melissa, do you want to see the body? Melissa answers for them, yes. At this, this point Tracker steps forward and sees the charred blackened face revealed. She sees a tuft of black skin blackened skin, not really black, but blackened, and the smell, and she sees just a very bit of yellow hair and clothing. It's at that point, shock, Tracker gets shocked, goes, ah, no, and she realizes this is her body, this is her bones. Again, Tracker repeats, Tolt, dead. For a moment, she fades and almost disappears. And then she appears back in view again. At that point, she starts thinking of a country music song instead of the German. She says, The bones are good, the rest don't matter. And all she can think about is, her bones survived. Cindy asks, what do you want next? And Tracker says, hotel. I want to go to hotel. So, 
they all walked back to the hotel and at that moment Melissa passes a barely pregnant Samantha and says how are you doing Samantha says I'm going to get married I'm moving out and Melissa says there was a fire at your house you might want to come look at it and Samantha gets shocked she says what happened she said there was a squatter someone broke into your house and there was a fire we heard a loud boom and there was a fire so you need to come by Samantha pauses and says I'll be right out the little boy next to her goes wow Melissa looks and sees there's another boy in old clothes standing next to Star. She can't identify who this boy is. But we hear a voice and Tracker says, hungry. He says he is hungry. So, they go back to the hotel. Karen walks up and whispers to Jacob and tells him another guest staying here. Jacob asks, what do you want? And Karen says, no food. No food for this one. Jacob understands. He sees three women glide their way upstairs, hardly touching the steps. Tracker looking translucent, hardly there. And Tracker goes to room 8 where her stuff is. She gets inside, looks at the mirror, and sees the translucent, almost seen through her eyes rather than into them, and realizes how different she looks now. She looks at Cindy again and says, I'm dead. Karen says, yes, I went through the same thing. And then Karen says, that ghost you saw is called the mistress. She's not like us. This is a very old spirit with a very powerful charge. She's known to kill people and to take revenge against other spirits. Tracker narrows her eyes for a second. Angry, she says. Karen goes, I understand, but we can't do anything. Wait until there's a plan or something. Let us figure something out. Cindy asks, do you want to move on? Tracker says, no, I will stay here. So they mark roommate is temporarily the residence of a ghost. Melissa and Alice and Henry walk out and leave. Karen and Cindy stay by and Noma comes up to greet Noma says, your stuff is all here, 
I've already settled up your bill. Besides, you are beyond reach of law now, so... I want you to know the room is reserved for you until you no longer need it. Anyway, we ask you to stay calm and peaceful with guests here. There will be other living and dead ghosts coming out of the house. Look out for the red woman. She comes to visit you. And Cindy and Karen are your closest thing to friends here. So be careful of them. For a few days, Tracker stays inside, looking out her window at the parking lot behind the hotel. She looks at her belongings and searches through for clothing she can no longer wear, food she can no longer eat. She touches money, and then for a moment she stares at the faces and realizes... I no longer want money. I don't understand. She smells the air and cannot smell any charred, burned ash. There's nothing around. She finds a cell phone and tries searching for her parents. She tries moaning into the phone a bit, but no one can hear her. And then she finds a number for her mother. And Tracker calls up. She tries to say, Mom, come get me. But the woman on the other phone just hears, oh, oh. And she thinks maybe it's a cat, but it turns out to be a moaning sound. And the phone goes dead. No sound at all. The lights just go off. Her mother pushes the button again, and the phone comes back on. But all she can see is the number of a hotel she doesn't recognize. It's in a completely different state from her mother, and she doesn't know what the number is. So she calls up the phone company and tries to identify where it is. But while she's doing that, she gets a call from an out-of-state office who says, This is the coroner's office. We would like you to drive down to Louisville, Kentucky and identify a body. And her mom says, But who is this body? What, what are you talking about? Is this my daughter? And the coroner says, we are not certain, but let me read off some details to you. Can you come here to this office tonight? And her mom says yes. And the coroner says, There's no way to be nice about this. I'm just going to have to state it bluntly. The person is about 5'6". She, she had blonde hair and green eyes. She was wearing a tank top and green cargo pants. And the the mother goes quiet. Oh my God! And the coroner says, "Do you recognize that?" 
Yes, it's my daughter. I'll be down there immediately. Let me get someone to drive me. And the coroner said, yes, thank you. We wish you to come here immediately. We will get you a place to stay. So, within a couple hours, Trekker's mother is staying in the same hotel she's in. And the mother goes down to the same hotel with Noma. And she talks to the coroner. The coroner directs her to the same number, the same bottom shelf, and shows her the body. All you can hear is a muffled sob, and the mother saying, yes. The coroner repeats, is this her? And yes. The coroner says, we have identified the body as Tracy McNamara. The mother thinks for a second, says I love her, but then stops and says, stupid. But then she says, I loved her. So, don't know what we're thinking there. She turns and walks out of the corner room. And the coroner asks about making funeral arrangements. And the mother says, yes, we will send somebody to claim my daughter, claim the body when we can. It's at that point she parts body with, she parts company with her daughter's body. Tracker goes back to the hotel and sees her mother enter. At first she sees her mother, but then she loses contact with her quickly. Upstairs, her mother is in room two, Trekker is in room eight. Trekker goes out into the hallway and sees a darkened, almost night hallway with emergency lights. She hears no other humans around her. Trekker begins to get afraid again. She walks down the hallway muttering to herself that song. She's saying, Justerben, Justerben. At first, Mom does not hear Daughter. Trekker is looking, but she cannot see any activity in the hallway. She cannot see her mother in room two. She mutters again, Tot, Justerben. And her mother hears that. Tracy, are you there? Trekker goes, dead. Mom. And her mother goes, Tracy, I'm here. Mother reaches hands out in front of her, both hands out in front of her as far as she can. She waves around just a little bit, trying to wonder why it's bright in her room but dark out in the hallway. And then she feels cold hands grasp her. Mom. Tracker. And her mom gets shocked. She just says, you are here. It's at that moment, Tracker begins to get some strength. 
and instead of being transparent, she takes on a translucent form and begins to look like a green hair a green eyed blonde haired woman again. Tracker says, I don't know. Her mother says, You messed up this time. Tracker says, Bank robbery. Mom says, Well, sorry. And Tracker says, I shot it. I don't understand. I shot it. Noma standing behind says they found three bullets in the wall. Trekker said yes, I fired three shots. And Trekker's mom says you saw the body. Trekker says yes, I saw me. I saw myself. Noma says, what the ghost did was much worse than what you did. You are burned, almost beyond recognition. And Trekker said, yes, I am dead now. She finally understands it. Her mother said, I want you to come back home with us. You need to spend time with family. Trekker says, You can have the money. Mom thinks about that for a second. She just says, Okay. Trekker says, I want my gun. At first, Mom says, Why? Trekkers, I don't know. I don't know. Noma says, I'll send the teens to the house to look for it. We think they may have it, or maybe the police do. Mama says, stay here for the night. Don't fade away. You can stay in your room, or you can come to mine. And Trekker says, okay. At that point, Noma hands her a star amulet, which fades away as soon as Tracker grabs hold of it. Tracker smells sage. And she says, Noma says, this is a binding spell. It will keep you locked on to this location. Tracker seems to understand. She goes, yes. And so at that point, Tracker goes back to her room, and Mama follows for a bit. Eventually, Mama walks out with Tracker's clothing and the satchel of money. Mama calls an office, I think it's police, and says, We have the money. Do the banks need this? Is it evidence? And she hears a no on the phone. So, for some reason, Mama gets to keep the money that came from the bank robbery. I don't understand that. It's not legal, but... Nobody wants it back now. 
The bank is satisfied that the criminal is dead, that there's no further need for prosecution. There's plenty of evidence, but there's no trial to be taken place. During the night, Trekker wanders out to the golf course and sees a bright green spirit with mossy green hair. The spirit has dark black eyes and is muttering, Girl! Girl! Trekker looks kind of shy and weak. She says, Who are you? The spirit mutters, Rusalki. And for a second, Trekker is confused. And then she hears water. And she sees the spirit walk towards her with dripping wet hair. Tracy says, I don't know where I am. I'm just a stranger here. And the Rusalki says, You're one of us now. You will come with us. At first, Tracy says, No, I go with my mom. But the spirit grabs hold of her hand. And Tracy felt a cold she's never felt in her life before. It's just that the spirit of the Rusalki seems to have been dead for some time and appeared to have nothing of life left in her. For a brief time out in the swamp, out in the tall grass, Tracy sees a rather fat farmer in overalls with the smell of cabbage. She doesn't recognize that spirit at all, but the locals know it as old Jimmy. Tracy looks at the spirit and says, How did you die? And the Rosaki says, Boy, boy on the road, car crash. The Rosaki asked, Your death. Just like that, your death. Tracy thinks for a second and says, Ghost. I fired a gun. The ghost shocked me. For a second, the Rusalki's eyes flash bright yellow. And Tracy is frightened. There's nothing they can do about it now, but we can tell the Rusalki is gathering some friends here.
Trekkers unaware of the story behind this ghost and unaware of the Russian legend of the water spirits, the Rusalki, that protects young women. And now has taken Trekker under her guidance and is protecting her. So, for a time, Trekker stays in the weeds and then Trekker, with her instincts and skills, guides the Rusalki back to the hotel and they go up to room 8 together. It's at that point Tracy pulls out a deck of cards trying to introduce a game to her friend. And she pulls out five cards at first to see three eights and two aces. Known as the dead man's hand. There is a silver quarter in the bag. When she sews it to the Rusalki, the Rusalki reaches out and touches it and the coin glows white. Tracker looks surprised at that. Tracker had some instinct for alcohol. She had been drinking before and had gotten in a fight just after high school. She pulls a flask out of her suitcase. But instead of drinking it, she walks over towards the Rusalki and the Rusalki reaches out for it. Can I? The Rusalki says. Tracy hands it to her and Rusalki starts drinking the whiskey. And Rusalki starts blowing, growing brighter and more opaque. When she reaches out to trust Tracy, the spirit appears solid. So apparently you get something from drinking alcohol. The alcohol does not appear gone from the flask, but the spirit has absorbed We see a red spirit out in the hallway, and even though this old-timey ghost walks by, it does not appear to interact with these ghosts. There is more going on to the dusty road than we're aware of. And this is the stop of this podcast. It's gone on too long, so... Just remember your German rhymes. Kling, glucking, kling-a-ling-a-ling. Kling, glucking, kling. Lasch mich nicht sterben. And that's how this story started. So we're going to stop here. You never know what you'll find next on the dusty road.